Hello and welcome to our podcast for college Catholics. I'm Father Patrick Wainwright and today I have two guests. One is Jenny who is a consecrated woman of Midas Christi and Christina who recently graduated from college and is here with us to share a little bit of her experiences in college and with the, her faith. So today we will discuss the reality of consecrated life in the church, but in particular, what are the consecrated women of Midas Christi? So Jenny Stofka is here with us. She will give us her witness, how she got to know about Midas Christi and how she decided to consecrate her life to God. And also Christina, another, our other guest, will share her experience in college and how she knew Midas Christi. So hi, Jenny, and hi, Christina. How are you doing? Hi, Father. Thank you for having us. I'm doing great. Hi, Father. Thank you so much. Good to have you th here. I hope you enjoy our podcast today. And uh, what have you been up to? Yeah, so we just got back from our annual girls camp here in Michigan. We had 53 girls. It was an amazing wow, experience. Wow, that's a lot. Yes, yes, it was. It was very good. Many, many blessings. And many girls from all over the place, too. Our, our camp seemed to be growing. So we had uh, from Michigan, from, Chicago, yeah, Maryland, Indiana, a great, great group of girls. So if any girls are watching or listening, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> yeah. So uh, by the way, so where are you originally from uh, <laughs> and where are you living now? <clears throat> so I, I grew up here in Michigan mostly. Uh -huh. And I thought uh, you were from Cleveland or something. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Beautiful. Cleveland, so were you Ohio. born in Cleveland? I was born in Cleveland. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so my well. heart, my heart is in Ohio. <laughs> All right. Very good. Um, and you, Christina. Uh, so where are you living now? Yes. Yeah, so just a few years ago, almost three years already, I have um, been living in San Diego with um, and helping with the activities there with Milos Christi. Right. Because we have, as a religious order, we have a house in San Diego. There's uh, Father Claude, Father Paul, Father Martin, and Father Richard. And Christina, how do, where where are you from? Where were you born, and where do you live now? I um I was raised in Miami. I was born in Maryland, but I've essentially lived my whole life in Miami, and I'm currently in Tampa, Florida. Very good, awesome, very good. So, uh, Jenny, why don't you tell us a little bit what is this of the consecrated women, and uh, why uh, what is the consecrated women and consecrated life about? Yeah, thank you for asking. Uh, so the Catholic Women of Milos Christi, we are a public association of the Christian faithful, but we are connected with Milos Christi. So, for example, we share in the same charisms and the same spirituality, um, and we do a lot of the same kind of activities. So we work mm -hmm. with the youth a lot. Mostly. And you're more directed to the women. You do the exactly. apostolic activities with women. Exactly. Okay. So, for women, example, right. hence the girls camp we just went on, the girls retreat right. that we have. Right, because there are things mm -hmm. that I as a priest can say to young women and girls, mm -hmm. but where you are going to be much more effective in addressing right. those things, and they will feel more comfortable talking to you than talking right. to me. Right, exactly. And it, exactly, and it does happen. You know, they'll at the retreat, they'll come up to me and ask me this this question about, <laughs> you know, so it's always about boys. <laughs> of course, <laughs> so things of course. like that. It's, it's, I, I love that. I love being able to be there to help them. Right, right. And how did you become, so uh, we're, talking, we're going to talk a little bit in a minute. I'm going to sure. uh, present a bit about consecrated life. But why, how did you become, or how did you decide to become a consecrated woman? Right. Yeah. So um, as a matter of fact, listening to Father Paul's podcast that you had a few weeks ago, which was, uh -huh. which was incredible. About his vocation. Exactly. His yeah. Story. Yeah. So um, kind of, I guess, similar st stories in that sense. He had mentioned, you know, there wasn't uh, an angel coming down from heaven or um, hearing something directly from our from our Lord, something visual that he saw, but it was um, in a sense it was this, it was for me it was a gentle um, tugging at the heart, asking uh -huh. Christ, asking um, for me to be completely His, 
um, through, and I saw that through prayer specifically. Um, I saw that at the Mills Christie spiritual exercises that I attended when I was in college. What year were you in college? That was that no, was what in, what a sophomore, junior, or senior? right? I was going into my sophomore year of college. Uh-huh. Wow, it was Very the good. summer. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. Very good. And yeah. So. Uh, wh- did you have any type of conversion in college or you were already thinking about consecrated life when, oh, when you're a little girl? No, 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 no. Yeah, I, for sure. When I was in college, when I was in high school, I, I, I was involved in, with my faith. I did go to a Catholic high school, but I didn't really know anything about it. And I remember one time our, um, you know, I was very, uh, active. I did a lot of things in high school. I, you know, kind active of was in, in, in all, was, yeah, in all of the groups. So uh-huh. I was into sports. I was into campus ministry. What I sports was into, did you play? Uh, tennis and softball. Oh, I love it. It was a great experience. Um, so I was into kind of everything. I was very active. And, um, you know, I, of course, yeah, I, I had boyfriends. Uh-huh. I, you know, I, did, I at did the go same on time? mission trips. Boyfriends? No, I, one at a time. One at a time. <laughs> yeah, one at a time. Yeah. Don't do Let's that. Let's get that straight. Everyone Let's get listen. That one boyfriend at a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember one time my campus minister director even asking me, "Have you ever thought about you know being a sister?" And I was at that time I had a boyfriend at the time. I was like, "This this guy is crazy." Yeah. I like, what is he asking me? Um. So I, don't, I don't know what he saw, but um, so no. Up so who, through, who was this person? Uh, like it was, a director of campus ministry? He was the campus minister. He was just so a, a layman. Person, mm-hmm. not a, not a, a priest. Right, okay. exactly, exactly. But I knew him well. He was he actually had a lot of great influence um, on my face. So I give thanks to him. Um, so I went so, to... Yeah, yeah, what changed um, in, 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 yeah, in your schooling years? Exactly, that's a good question. So I went to a, Catholic, a local Catholic university here in Michigan. Um, again, still not knowing a lot about my faith. I just wanted to go to a Catholic university. I think it was more just the name. Like, oh, I'm I can be I can be just Catholic in name only. I'm right, going to right. this school and, and that's that's what it means to be Catholic. It's just kind of the title. Uh-huh. Um but I didn't know anything about really my faith. I hardly had to pray the rosary or anything. So um and it was I got a scholarship to go to this university because I was in a Catholic high school, so I was obliged to participate in the campus ministry. Um, but thanks be to God, I did have to to do that because it was through campus ministry that I found a priest, Amelis Christie, and I also found amazing, um, faithful Catholic students from freshmen to seniors um, that love their faith and were just so happy about being Catholic and knew so much. I mean, I... I didn't know anything how to defend, you know, about abortion or, or any, just no clue. I, let's say, well, I could say this. I thought I knew, but then when I actually found the truth, then my eyes were completely opened and it was, it was, it was a really good experience. So, so it was the witness of these other good right. Catholic students yes. that moved you to say, I need to know as much as them. I need right. to live the way they are living. And, right. and that moved you to change or to mm-hmm. take more your faith more seriously. Right. And it was also the support system that I received when I went to the university. I would definitely encourage if there's any, you know, college students, of course, many listening that if you are Catholic, um, you know, to, and there's someone else that's really struggling with their faith, like to really provide that support system because you have no idea the impact that you yourself can have. Sometimes we think like it's it's the priest, it's the teacher that have the the big influence. But um, yes, of course, yeah, like the, you know, like just having good mm-hmm. Catholic friends. Oh, friends, yes, yeah, the friends, yeah, for sure. 
um, were they were such I would say, um, you know, after meeting the priest of Milos Christi, those that support system was um huge in my life. The the fact that they prayed the we went to the chapel and prayed the rosary every day and that, you know, they went on these these mission trips and actually studied their faith as like I thought you guys were crazy before, <laughs> like just kind of weird, you know, kept to themselves. But no, they're <laughs> out there, you know, living in the world, like so happy. Also, I was able to participate in World Youth Day, so that was also oh. very impactful. So that you 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 happened to see John Paul II? I did. Okay, uh, wow. I had great blessing to see him pretty up, up close to Thanks, John Paul II. Exactly. Awesome. Yes, pray for us. <laughs> very good. Well, uh, so I'm I'm glad that all that happened and that mm. you saw. These good Catholic faithful students who at the same time were normal, mm -hmm. were, you know, had played sports and oh, do, yeah. um, had fun mm -hmm. and had enjoyable evenings, parties mm -hmm. together, oh, and, you know, mm -hmm. healthy parties together and so forth. So, so well, uh, just for those listening, I would like to say that consecrated life in the Catholic Church is lived by those, those faithful, like Jenny, like any priest of Midas Christi, uh, those faithful who are called to follow Jesus in a more perfect way. And the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, number nine, 944, that consecrated life is, a, is characterized by the public profession of the evangelical counsels of poverty, chastity, and obedience in a stable state of life recognized by the Catholic Church. So what is useful is that all the faithful, uh, useful to know that all the faithful through baptism are called to holiness. And also, they are, we are all consecrated to Jesus Christ through baptism. So that's why there's an anointing at baptism, and we are consecrated to Jesus Christ. If you want, we are, um, in a sense, we're like the possession of Jesus after baptism. Uh, but through the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, we add a special commitment to live out, a public commitment to live out those uh, promises of baptism and to seek out perfection in a more specific way. So the church in the Code of Canon Law says that consecrated life, to add a little bit more, right? So it's a stable form of living by which the faithful, following Christ more closely, under the action of the Holy Spirit, are totally dedicated to God, who is loved most of all, so that having been dedicated themselves by a new and special title to his honor, to the building up of the church, and to the salvation of the world, they strive for the perfection of charity, which means holiness, right? So, uh, in a sense, it's a promise through the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. It's a promise to imitate Jesus Christ. And if you want the Virgin Mary as women, right? You imitate the Virgin Mary, who imitate Christ, imitated Christ perfectly, and to imitate them for life to the best of our ability, right? And, and because Jesus said so many things in the gospel, the church throughout the centuries summarized those commitments of the gospel into three areas. To live poverty, that is not to have any possessions of our own. To live chastity, that is not to have a physical family and to commit to living a life of sexual purity. And obedience, that is to promise to follow the will of God always as manifested through the directions of the constitutions of the particular community which you embrace and through the religious superiors, right? So, uh, so that's a little summary of what religious life is about. So uh, we also have Christina here. How are you doing? Doing great, doing great. Thank Why don't you. you tell us a little bit about you? Um, how and especially 
how is it that you got a little bit because you came to the uh, girls camp and were like a chaperone right yes 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 did you give any talks to the girls girls or something yes um jenny asked me to give one talk and um yeah it was great okay very good so how is it that you learned about your faith what well, you were always since you were in the in the crib you were already like super holy or did you become better or opened your eyes to christ a little bit in college how, how was all that how was that process and how is it that you came to chaperone on a girls camping trip i would say yes like you know as soon as i was born i had a little <laughs> halo it was great and then happily ever after oh good just good. kidding um yeah really um so um I, yes, so I met Milis Chrissy when I was in college, um, but how that came to be was first I was um, exposed to Catholic Campus Ministry in, in uh -huh. Miami. I'm from Miami, Florida, and I was going to FIU, Florida International University. It's a state school. It's a very, very large state school. How many um, students at the school, more or less? You were fifty-two thousand. Wow, yeah, it's a lot. big commuter school. It's also like a very large um, commuter school, but Miami is huge, also. So. Um, So were you already practicing your faith or what, how was your first years in college? Okay, so yes, I was not practicing my, practicing my faith at all. Um, I had all my sacraments. I grew up in a family that we would go to Mass every Sunday for the most part, thanks be to God. Um, but other than that, that's really it. Mm -hmm. um, we would never talk about the Lord. I, Our, we never had spiritual conversations. Mm -hmm. I didn't have good formation whatsoever. I went to also public um, public um, elementary um, and middle. And um, I went to a Catholic high school, but the Catholic high school that I went to, unfortunately, just uh, very was worldly that the time that I was Catholic. there. Okay. Yes, really, um, at all. So my upbringing, upbringing was very secular. And in Miami... Um, With all the temptations, it's a lot of great things, a lot of beautiful things, um, but also a lot of very dangerous things and a lot of sin <laughs> all uh -huh. around, you know, uh -huh. constant temptation. So I was just a very typical Miami kid. Um, high school was a disaster, for lack of a better uh -huh. word, but, you know, just very disaster party. From a, from a Catholic spiritual point of view. Yes, okay. yes. From a spiritual point of view, just a disaster um, and just... I was totally ignorant and, and just really spiritually just dead. Um, uh -huh. And I did not have a good formation. And just my group of friends, um, a lot of us, like, we had our sacraments, but again, like, knew nothing about our faith. It was right. just very secular party scene, like, alcohol, drugs, just all these things. All of the above. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then what happened in college that you, was it, yeah, what happened to you? Okay, so... Um, <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> Um, so I was given the grace, thanks be to God, to end up in a Catholic campus ministry um, at University of Miami. It's just also in Miami. Uh -huh. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I, I met people or I encountered people there that were pursuing holiness, like just talking about God. I had never met any like young people like happily, joyfully, like talking about the Lord and how much they knew their faith too. Mm -hmm. Um so just all these conversations they were having that was like foreign, like alien to me, because I just never, never knew. Um, so I joined this campus ministry at University of um, Miami, and I would go to their meetings, although I was studying, you know, at, at FIU um, for the most part. Um, I did transfer to USF, and I, I'm a nurse currently, but I oh, went good. to nursing school at, at USF in Tampa. 
Um, but yes, I got involved here and it was just mind boggling for me to just see like young people talking about the Lord. And it was so countercultural, the, the lifestyle that they were living and they, they were playing sports, like, you know, having like these little gatherings, like of like St. Therese, like feast party. And I don't know, that was, I had never seen that in my life. Wow. Very good. Well, so they're a witness again, like in Jenny's case, their witness of a joyful, faithful life. And at the same time, healthy life and normal life in many ways uh, moved you to try to live that way of life as well. And that's, uh, I think, important for all of us listening, right, to, to realize that our example, even though it might seem to go unnoticed, people see it. People see, oh, this is a faithful Catholic and they're, not, they're healthy, they do fun things, they have uh, fun in their lives, good fun, you know, healthy fun. And they are uh, faithful Catholics. They live out their faith. So I think that uh, that is uh, an encouragement for everyone, right? And how did you know about Midas Christi? And uh, yeah, what came next? So, yes, um, as I was studying, you know, at FIU, we would watch like EWTN, EWTN a lot as a family. Um, I know a lot of young people don't do that, but it was God has really used it mm -hmm. um, in my life. So we were the we were just watching EWTN and the documentary of Milas Christi um, came on and I watched the whole thing and I was just like oh my goodness like this is awesome like there you guys spoke about the spiritual exercises uh -huh. the liturgy your spirituality and I was just like I'm gonna go I'm just gonna go to the spiritual exercises so I flew from Miami to um, Scottsdale Arizona wow. and you were there and oh, we had a conversation awesome. very good like so I was six years the retreat. ago yes you were preaching the retreat. Awesome. <laughs> Very good, very good. And how did you like the retreat? It was spectacular. It was awesome. It was, it was just so good in so many ways. Okay, so, very so good. So many ways. Well, that's good uh, because uh, two episodes ago we spoke about the spiritual exercises, and now you see a good example of someone who did the retreat and enjoyed it and liked it. Yes, yes, definitely. Very definitely. good, very good. Well, so is there uh, anything else you want to tell us about yourself? Um, or anything yeah, about your faith that you a highlight that you enjoyed about your faith in these years um, well you know going off the spiritual exercises that we just spoke about it was so instrumental in, in so many ways even though it's like you know the fruits keep on coming out mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. as time passes but I remember as I came back from the spiritual exercises a priest um, he asked me to be the campus minister of the president, I'm sorry, the president of Catholic Campus Ministry at FIU. And the what I gained in the spiritual exercises really helped um, me make that decision and just kind of, I don't know. How, just See the will of God in that. See the will of God in that, exactly. And then just continue like what I gained in the spiritual exercises of, of meditation, incorporating that into my college years was like super fundamental. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Well, that's great. And then Jenny, uh, regarding your... A life as a consecrated woman, what would you say would be a highlight? Because you did a big sacrifice um, to give up everything, right, and embrace religious life, consecrated life. Now, what would you say is a highlight that uh, you would like to tell us about afterwards in your spiritual consecrated life? Right, yeah, thank you. So, the um, it, it, it is true it is a sacrifice, but also when kind of like in my meditation or when we um, kind of reflect back about our own consecrated life, um, seeing the how merciful God is, because 
when when one is called to for example when god, when god called me when christ called me to consecrated life it wasn't because i was like holy it wasn't because i um you know had had all these like amazing talents or something it was like an unmerited gift and kind of reflecting upon that i see just the beauty and the love that christ has um mm-hmm. and that always when i kind of ponder that is just floors me i i just mm-hmm. i i can't believe it and so yeah, perhaps, um, you know, I have given up these things um, in the world, but Christ has given me so much more, so so much so that now I can, you know, call him my spouse. Like, mm-hmm. that is such an incredible gift that um, I am all his, and um, he, in one sense, is, is all mine. Yeah, and, he is. And, through the Eucharist and, and through yeah, the consecrated exactly, life, he's all yours. Yeah, exactly, So, um, So that I, I really, I, I, probably one of the deepest things when right. I it's a treasure right it's yeah treasure exactly very exactly. good very good and Christina anything that you wanted to would like to mention or highlight any of this conversation so yes um I Father Patrick and to Jenny both of you um would you say that consecrated life religious life is like boring um you know you don't have any fun that you're just frowning the whole time and depressed in a corner crying is that accurate Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're always like bored. I'm like, no, no, of course not. Um, no, so I think that uh, that could be sometimes a perception. Uh, Definitely. If someone doesn't know what consecrated life is about or the priesthood. Um, so first of all, we, I'm very happy to have given my life to Christ because through that, I uh, not only dedicate myself to him, although it's, again, it's a sacrifice. You give up something, but that happens in marriage as well. Those who get married with One spouse, don't get married with all the other thousands of spouses that they could have married, right? Um, and so there is a sacrifice. There's a sacrifice in having children. But the rewards of uh, the priesthood, you know, are um, far away outweigh the sacrifices. And that makes us happy to know that we're uh, offering our lives for, for something that is eternal, for the salvation of souls, for our neighbor, right? For the glory of God and for the well-being of our neighbor. Um, and in that sense... Um, yeah, I don't. I, I I think you see that, right? You see that in in, in consecrated people around you, or not? Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. You you and Jenny yeah. are very, very, very joyful. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I think um, to reflect, you know, John uh, JP two talks a lot about you know the life with Christ is truly an adventure, and I have seen that in my life a lot. I grew up in this very, very small farm community, and never would I imagine in a million years I'd be having all these experiences. And not only that, but God has been able to fulfill my heart, you know, as, as, um, you know, women desire, of course, children, but now I have many, many, <laughs> let's say spiritual, um, daughters to take care of you mm-hmm. coming off of this camp, these retreats, uh, many girls that I am in constant contact with that, um, is if, uh, very fulfilling, but then also give thanks to God. It was through my consecrated life that I am able to, to have these these adventures yes and and jenny definitely was a great mother to us all when we were going down the zip line <laughs> and like you know uh running around <laughs> and playing volleyball this past weekend um and then a question i have for you father patrick could someone be called um to religious life to consecrated life even though they have a great desire for a family um to be married is that in, you know what would you have to say Are about those that? things compatible yeah i think so actually um My, I think that most, when we say, when we see a priest or a sister or a consecrated woman or a brother, right? So brothers are men who consecrate their lives to Christ, but not through the priesthood, right? Through the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. 
uh, we have to remember that all these people wanted to be married at one point. That's almost, I would say, I wouldn't necessarily say a condition, but kind of a condition because that's a natural inclination of our human nature. So we do want to get married, right? We, uh, we're attracted to the opposite sex. We would like to have children, but we give up through the vow of chastity, poverty, and obedience. We give that up to Christ to dedicate ourselves to a greater love, right? So um, I would say that it's natural and almost necessary to have had that inclination to marriage and married life as it is a, a part of our human natural inclination. Right, and uh, then we see that we're called to to uh, dedicate that love exclusively to Christ and the Church, and therefore we offer it to God as a, a gift, right, and a, in a sense also a sacrifice. We're sacrificing one love for another, uh, human love for divine love, uh, a, a great love for a greater love. You know, um, yeah. So. Anyway, um, any other thing that you would like to... Uh, I think you had some other uh, comments or questions? Um, I know, um, I think maybe Jenny ch touched upon this, but I think a lot of people have the misconception of, you know, religious, or if somebody's called to religious life or to be a priest, to be a consecrated woman, like they have to be perfect, they have to be super off holy. The bat. Off the bat. Is, okay. that, is that true? Yeah, no, no, it's... Uh, no, actually not. Okay, so there is a basic um, general uh, floor, if you want, that you want to have a certain uh, level of virtue, basic level of virtue, but also for marriage, you know, you, you, you cannot enter marriage uh, in, under certain conditions. There has to be a basic, um, if you want, conditions to, get, to come into marriage. So in the same way, there are certain conditions to come into uh, consecrated life, but not necessarily holiness already acquired, right? So on the contrary, consecrated life and the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, both for consecrated women, for brothers, or for priests, and the priesthood uh, imply that as we make that decision, we see our weaknesses and our limitations, and we, the key thing is we aim at acquiring that holiness. So we commit to acquire holiness, but that is a constant, a lifelong journey. Right, Got and it. hopefully, at the end of the, our life, by the time we die, it could be sooner or later, we have acquired some degree of that holiness that we were expected and we plan to and committed to embrace at the beginning of our journey. Let's say, right? So, to the short answer to your question is no, you don't need to be holy to become a priest. You don't need to be holy to become a consecrated woman, but you have to have a a, a basic level of virtue. Right, and and that's why, like in almost any job, right? If you're going to be a teacher, you have to have a basic level of virtue. If you're going to be a um, governor, president, or like a, of a school or something, you need to have a basic level of virtue. Well, also for the priesthood, consecrated life, you want to have a basic level of virtue that says yes, you can start doing this right now. But then you still have a journey ahead, you know. And uh, therefore, I wouldn't say that you are supposed to be holy off the bat absolutely i would say it's impossible uh there might be some people but uh <laughs> i know i mean there are some people that are very virtuous and holy off the bat but uh it's it's a it's a journey it's a an effort it's a road to uh walk and advance through right so very good all right okay so if anyone has uh anyone listening has any more questions about consecrated life or the priesthood please 
make sure you email me at info at fourcollegecatholics.org. That's our email here. So again, info at fourcollegecatholics.org. Uh, or if anyone has a question for Jenny about counseling women or how to live life in college or something, uh, do email me and I'll forward it to her and she will uh, surely answer. So thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Christina, for being with us. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, please pray for all the wonderful consecrated women, religious sisters, and all the people who are dedicated to God and to making this world a more Christ-like society. It's a, it's a big sacrifice that we do for this, for, for this purpose. Um, and uh, yeah, we always need prayers to persevere, to continue moving forward. So, and also remember, if you would like to share this episode with your friends, um, to help more young people get to know Jesus Christ and understand his infinite uh, love for us. If you would like to support this podcast, please do leave a review in Apple Podcasts or rate it in every, any other platform that you have so that others may be encouraged to listen to it as well. So we'll see you in our next episode and may God bless your day. <music>